Today, let's say hello to Carol. Carol is a marketing executive in her late 20s and is currently single. She lives in a city and goes on dates occasionally. And like most people these days, she uses dating apps pretty frequently but mixes it up with men whom she meets offline too. Carol, like most ladies I've met in my practice, won a loving relationship. She would love to get married to or at least settle down with a life partner in her 30s. And she wants a caring, affectionate, good guy whom she can form a long-term relationship with. Someone who is also funny, makes her laugh, is ambitious, and shares the same values as her. But Carol has a problem. She literally cannot stop meeting men who just aren't a great match for her. And they keep showing up in different shapes and forms in her life. But essentially, they all boil down to the same few types. There's the non-committal guy who refuses to even put a label on where they stand after 10 dates. The guy who after some time reveals himself to be someone who is not who he says he is. There's also the emotionally unavailable, inconsistent dude whom all of us have met at some point in our lives. There's also the one that always puts career above a relationship and her. Then there's the flaky dude who always goes, although he starts off really strong. And the one who is in a perpetual identity crisis. A constant need to figure out who he is and is never really committed to the relationship. So these archetypes may sound really familiar to you. You may have dated or are dating someone like that, perhaps. And for Carol, she keeps dating variations of these six types and it's really frustrating her to no end. She cannot understand why this keeps happening to her and is actually worried that she will never be able to find a good guy. You know, that her dates are going to be super unenjoyable and uninteresting, that it is going to put her further and further away from the relationship she actually desires. And worst, is actually gradually worsening her views of men and making her beliefs about love even more negative. Does all these sound familiar? I bet it does. Okay, so when I actually spoke to Carol, I realized that there were two things she was actually doing a little bit wrong. Okay, little mistakes. So firstly, she was not actually paying very close attention to her partners whilst on dates. And secondly, she wasn't consciously choosing differently each time when she went on a date. She wasn't consciously choosing different partners and she also wasn't choosing different feelings. Okay, so because many of us actually uh, commit these two mini mistakes, I'll actually um, talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things we can actually do to deal with them. So firstly, to combat the not paying attention issue, whenever we do not pay close attention when we're on dates, you know, we run the risk of repeating subconscious patterns that land us with the wrong partner in previous situations. So this actually shows that, you know, when you keep repeating a, a pattern over and over again, you keep actually meeting the same people over and over again. doesn't matter. They may, they may be shorter. They may be thinner this time around. Different nationality does not matter. Whenever we meet people that are of the same type as before, it actually shows that you may not have learned from those previous mistakes or previous dating uh, situations or that you are actually not very intentional or conscious when you're on the date itself, okay? You may be letting your feelings or your anxiety get ahead of you. 
And this is how you let old patterns and habits keep surfacing in your life. So a lot of people always talk about, you know, old chemistry and, you know, fireworks when you meet someone and needing to have that butterflies in the stomach kind of feeling. But I've actually noticed um, from clients, from friends, and even from myself, that whenever we experience that, you know, excited butterflies in the stomach, anxious sort of feeling, um, it's actually our bodies signaling to us that this person, uh, this situation that we are in, could be a situation that is repeating something that um, is pretty toxic from our past. Okay, because a lot of relationships that actually end up going the mile, going the distance and end up, you know, the people actually end up clicking really, really well. They actually met in circumstances where there was no anxiety, there was no fireworks, no butterflies in the stomach sort of situation. It was very calm, very nice, very gentle and maybe like it wasn't really, really super exciting but there wasn't the anxious, you know, sort of feeling in their gut or in their, you know, um, in the pits of their stomach. So do kind of look out for that. Like, you know, when you actually meet someone, are you actually feeling anxious and excited? Um, and is that coming out from nowhere? Or do you actually feel really calm and, you know, like you can be yourself? You know, because usually when you are having, you know, butterflies in your stomach, you feel like, you know, fireworks exploding behind you and you actually are talking to them. You can't really be yourself in that very anxious, excitable situation. And that's also when you are actually filtering out the real parts of your personality and you're not allowing the person to actually fall in love with the real you. I know that sounds scary, but a person who is for you would actually look at you as who you are without all the filtered parts and actually really like you for who you are. Cheesy and cliched, but really true. Okay, so back to my second point. Um, I've also had women coming to me saying that, you know, oh, I've actually done all the healing and the personal growth work. So how is it, you know, that after all that work and effort, that the same men are still coming into my lives. I'm still attracting the same people on dates. And this probably actually means sometimes, okay, that the healing that you've been doing is actually not quite complete and that on some level, you are still psychologically, subconsciously, emotionally open to dating the same sorts of men that you're actually trying to avoid. Okay, so when the work you've done on yourself isn't complete, you can actually have, you know, like remnant beliefs and patterns from the past that you actually not quite, you know, healed yet, okay? And people can only come into your life if you allow them to, okay? So a person cannot really be your friend or your, your partner if you are giving them the time of the day, spending time and energy on them, you know, interacting with them, you know, basically bringing them into your life experience. If you do not pay attention to someone, they just cannot be a part of your life experience. That cannot happen, Okay? And if you're not consciously picking up on some signs and red flags when you're on a date, it actually means um, that something actually requires more healing. So in some situations, you know, when we are looking for a relationship um, to fill a void in our lives, you know, like perhaps we are in a very lonely space, maybe we are in a new city, in a new job, no friends, you know, we are, you know, in a vulnerable place, we can actually end up overlooking a lot of red and amber flags that a person may be displaying as well. Okay, so these are some of the um, uh, situations that, you know, can lead to someone not paying attention on a date. So the second big reason is that, you know, we always end up with men who aren't too great for us is because we are not consciously choosing differently. Okay, two parts here. Being conscious on the date 
and choosing differently. So we are still allowing what um, feels comfortable and familiar to us to dictate our tastes, okay? And sometimes, our actually our gut feeling or our inner voice or intuition or whatever you actually call this, pipes up to say something or to kind of warn us of something, but we are either too busy not listening or we just flat out ignore it, okay? And another thing that I've observed is that you may still be prioritizing certain qualities that are allowing this men into your life okay so for example you may be prioritizing something like career-minded you know or ambition and you get drawn to someone like that because it signifies something for you right perhaps it signifies status or smarts or you know wealth right for example okay for example but then you know when you get together with people and then you wonder you know why they're never around for you you know why they're never available for the relationship you know and they always seem to prioritize work over you but duh, they're career-minded, you know, and some of them are pretty upfront about that. So pay attention to what people are actually saying to you as well. Okay, and um, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some things that we can actually do to, you know, overcome these two little issues. So the first thing to do to kind of combat the not paying attention issue is really just to pay attention, right? (laughs) Just to be present, more aware, alert, observant, and intentional on your dates. You know, instead of kind of always, you know, wondering about things or thinking of other things, you know, thinking of things like, oh, you know, does he like me? When are we going to hook up after this? You know, it's so unattractive. You know, is there going to be a second date? Is he going to ask for my number? You know, instead of thinking about all these things that um, will unfold organically, okay, if the person is actually the right one for you, be conscious and present in the moment and actually ask yourself the more important questions. Okay, so for instance, ask yourself, does this situation feel familiar? Does it trigger feelings that remind you of your past dating experiences? Okay, Um, observe. Observe what is the guy saying? You know, what is he doing? What is he saying? How is he reacting to you and reacting to what you are saying? I'm always incredibly puzzled, actually, when people tell me they never observe their dates, you know, beyond the superficial. So I've had friends or, you know, just people I know that tell me, you know, oh, they went on a date, but, you know, he was only dressed in jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, she's got, you know, one one eye was smaller than the other and fixating on really small things like that instead of the bigger stuff that truly matter. Um... Like I used to know someone who actually overly fixate on her date's dressing to the point that she actually literally misses all the red flags that she he's actually giving her on the date. Okay, so she'd be so upset that he will wear jeans to a date. Okay, and that's all that she would talk about. And then miss the fact that he doesn't even engage, you know, her when she's speaking. He doesn't even look at her, doesn't even ask her questions when she's talking about herself. And I only knew about this because I happened to be on a double date with them. All right, so don't miss the forest or the trees. You know, don't don't just focus on the looks or whatever, but pay close attention to their behavior. And I spoke about this just now, but what is your intuition actually saying to you? Are you feeling like something is off, but you can't really pick, put your finger on why it's off, you know, can't really explain it? Are you feeling anxious or uncomfortable for no apparent reason? Um, sometimes these things are actually physiological and emotional clues that your intuition is giving you to get your attention and to actually tell you something about the person or about the situation. Okay, um, and here's the thing. Many people actually mistake fear for intuition. 
fear is actually based on anxiety. So whenever something is fear-based, you will feel like, oh, your heart is racing. There are a lot of things in your mind. Your mind is also racing from one thing to another. Um, that kind of, you know, really like, yeah, they're very anxious, fast-paced feeling. But intuitive thoughts and feelings are very calm. Okay, they're very quiet. Um, it feels like it's coming from somewhere deep within you. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's very silent usually. And many people usually miss their intuition or their gut actually telling them something because we are so used to so much of literal and figurative noise in our lives. So it kind of blocks out our intuition. But that's how you differentiate between the two, between fear and intuition. So that's one sort of um, solution. The next one is, you know, this is to combat the not choosing differently problem. So if you want a different outcome this time, you got to just do whatever your old self never did and never wanted to do. Okay, so start creating boundaries. A very important thing in dating, but where many people just go into dates and go into relationships and never have boundaries. And it's really scary. Okay, um, so for example, uh, an example of a boundary, um, if you dislike going out late at night to meet with your date at a bar, just let them know. Okay, um, if the person isn't up for it or if they make you feel bad about it, just let them go. Okay, let them go. Um, if you know a guy is up to no good, don't entertain his late night texts. Okay, if he's texting about things that is actually making you feel uncomfortable and asking you really personal, really, really weird stuff, just don't entertain it. Okay, if you do not want something, do not let it in. Like I said earlier, okay, do not give attention to things and to people whom you do not actually want in your life. So form those strong boundaries, be very clear where you stand on them, and just stick to your values and your principles. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be embarrassed to have boundaries and values. The right person will try to work things out with you. The right person will try to meet you where you are, okay, and compromise or to work out something. A right, the right person won't actually, you know, hear your values or hear about your boundaries on, and laugh at you or shame you for it. That's not the right person for you, okay? Um... Also, there's this other thing. We, we really need to stop getting curious about certain people, okay? I've had clients actually tell me things like, oh, you know, I actually went on like a couple more dates with this guy because he's such an enigma. He's so mysterious and he's so guarded. Um, I really, really want to like, you know, pick his brain and know where he comes from and why is he like that and, and all of that, okay? Some people are secretive and guarded for a reason and it doesn't serve you any purpose to dig too much into the reasons they are that way okay you wouldn't want to know right so just leave them alone and walk away walk away from the situation walk away from the guy who got you curious because he reminded you of that ex who never kept his promises just you know just let the curiosity die sometimes okay um yeah because Sometimes we get too curious about things, but it's actually not our in it's not intuition led. It's actually curiosity because, you know, we actually want to prove something to ourselves. You know, sometimes it's kind of coming from the ego as well. You know, we want to like get that, be that girl that, you know, gets this mysterious guy to actually open up to us. But it doesn't really serve you any purpose. Okay. And if it's something that or a situation or someone that is actually making you uncomfortable, just don't engage. Okay. So if Carol were actually to start paying close attention to who she's letting into her life, how they are behaving and how they are making her feel on dates, and then creating those strong boundaries plus listening to her intuition, 
she will find that she will start just magically shifting away from those wrong types of men who keep coming up and start actually attracting men who are aligned with her. Okay, when she starts to make toxic patterns feel unfamiliar to her, past habits and patterns that got her nowhere and start making healthy, wholesome dating habits you know, feel good and familiar to her, she'll start attracting men that embody those wholesome traits that she's been looking for as well. And it will certainly bring her closer to the love that she wants. And the same goes for you too. Okay, so I've also linked um, two important resources down in the description and both are free. So one is a handy checklist that you can actually use to see if you're spotting the red flags correctly on dates or actually you are perhaps maybe not paying attention. Okay, so the other is also a note, uh, workbook where I go into deeper detail about our love patterns. You know, we all have them be uh, because of our various life experiences and childhood experiences. And if you're attracting people who are not great for us and who exacerbate, our unhealed trauma and make us feel worse, then we are most likely still carrying around these patterns that are bringing us, you know, um, into, you know, contact with toxic dating partners over and over again. So it shows some unhealed trauma sometimes. And this workbook will kind of help you identify some of these things. So the links to all of these are in the description. Once again, thank you so much, guys. And I will see you in the next video.